0: Okay, well a blessing to you all and welcome back to another end-of-year video. Video number nine, can you believe?
1: Wow, video number nine, where have those years gone?
0: This is always the question, but... Yeah, you <laughs> never get them back again either. <laughs> but here we are at the end of another year and there's always been a very busy year. Yeah. What are your main thoughts from uh, 2016?
1: Well, three very successful outreaches. Uh, the first one to the delightful country of Switzerland, where we went with our dear friends from Spain. And uh, we had a very good outreach there. I think I enjoyed most of all about uh, when we went there was Lucerne. We had uh, a very good uh, accommodation, if you remember, opposite the station. And we always try to, on an outreach, find accommodation near stations. It's imperative that we get across and meet the commuters in the morning going to work and meet them coming back, giving tracks out, getting the, uh, the banner up and so forth. So that was very good. We were able to get out there in the morning, some wonderful conversation. We went into the town. I particularly remember a, a Martin Luther King church. Never seen one before. Gave me the opportunity to stand up and say a few words about the late, uh, infamous Martin Luther King. I think you had some very good uh, conversations, didn't you? And you were nearly arrested. I was nearly arrested, yes. I walked up there there's a group of immigrants, um, praising the virtues of Joseph Stalin, of all people. Not Hitler, but Stalin. And uh, I just couldn't let this go because I read so much about this period and so many... Christians uh, were taken off to the gulags and suffered terribly for their beliefs and still are suffering in these communist countries Mm. that had to say a few words you'd already gone on and I think our dear sister from Spain was with us so I just started saying a few words and telling them that you know these men are in hell now Stalin Molotov Mm. Hitler and Franco and all of them are in hell now that you need to follow Jesus Christ and that's why we were there Mm. in Switzerland the next thing I'm being manhandled over to meet somebody a little bit of a fraught five minutes we went back and forth passports were taken but I was released anyway so that was interesting and then uh, we got to the delightful city of Geneva the Mm. old city we actually drove through the new city the old city and you wanted to go there didn't you to see Calvin's church
0: well I've written a long article (laughs) on Calvinism back in 2004 Like 80 pages long. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, we've got to go to uh, Geneva. We've got to go to uh, the place which John Calvin made famous. And i got to say, it was somewhat of a nondescript building.
1: Mm. And we found his very tiny chair. Remember his little chair? I I guess he was a very small man. Underneath the pulpit. this pulpit was up there, very high pulpit. And there was these spiral steps going up this mm. little chair where he'd sit to go up and lecture for a couple of hours would it be or something I don't know what he did.
0: Well he was a ruthless <laughs> but, individual yeah. but uh yes went to Geneva had a look round didn't really make much of an impression on me I must admit mm. somewhat of a nondescript building like I say very ecumenical Now, in fact I think I read somewhere that the pastor is a pastoress oh. would you believe mm-hmm. so I guess uh, for Calvinists they must uh Probably crying their coffee every morning to mm-hmm. think that uh, their beloved leader and his uh, successor is a woman. But it was good to go to Switzerland. It was good to work with our friends from Spain and our sister from Singapore. Yes, very much. It was good to uh, hit the streets and uh, give out many tracks mm-hmm. and speak to a lot of people. And it's probably fair to say that before our little group of, what, five arrived? Yeah. yeah. I don't think anybody else had done it before.
1: I think, I think that's one of the reasons right why there. so many people yeah. took
0: tracks from us because... No one's done it before.
1: That, I mean, yeah, I think I was talking to a lady uh, and she was saying, we've never had anything like this here before in Switzerland. You come over from England, yes we do, to bring the gospel over to you. Oh right, you've never had this before. pretty secular country, really, I thought, didn't you? Very much uh, consumed with money and so forth, which you expect of Switzerland. Mm. But uh, just getting back to Calvin, the church, to me, and I've been to many cathedrals in my life, seemed very much like a Catholic cathedral. Mm. Stained glass windows, Mm. there was an altar embedded into the wall, which Mm. they couldn't take out, which would have been there when Calvin was there. So obviously when the Reformation came, which swept through Europe, Mm. so much of the Catholic trappings remained. And uh, didn't we see a Jesuit symbol? At the top we of the cathedral. We yeah, did, yeah, Jesuit symbol. And why hadn't that been taken down? Mm. Not since Calvin died, but since. I think the whole thing was ecumenical there, but it was good to get there. Mm. You were able to do a little uh, presentation, weren't you? Tulip refuted. Tulip refuted about the, the perils of Calvinism. I'm glad mm. you did do it as well. A mm. uh, sister from Spain had a very good chat with uh, a lady from America, I believe. Uh, but a uh, very atmospheric part of uh, uh, Geneva, and I'm sure if Calvin came back, he'd recognise all of it. So from
0: Switzerland, we found ourselves back in London. In fact, we went to London in January, I should say for one day, jumped on the train, went yeah. down for a day's preach and the video was called uh, crying in the wilderness. Yeah. And what maybe should be worth just saying is this, that although people didn't stop to speak to us, they saw the banner. Yeah. They did take tracks, but on top of that, the video of course, went online, which has been viewed by many people. But the audio from the video has gone on the shortwave radio, and I was thinking last night that it's probably aired around a hundred times, must have done I've all over it. the world. Yeah, I've heard it many so times. So, yeah. people are hearing <laughs> the audio from that crisp <laughs> January day all over the world, and it was a great day to Maybe we'll hit get London there next
1: January, the mu- next month. Well, Maybe it we'll won't get there. Won't again. be long now. But jump on the train. June saw us in London. Yep, June saw us in uh, Hammersmith, a very exciting time. England was in the last week of the elections for the Brexit and... Again, we had a house uh, near the station uh, with our dear friends from uh, Spain and uh, our friend from Singapore. And dear sister from America flew over, her first time to Europe, and she'd come to London to help us give the banner, uh, get the banner up and to give the tracks out. And I think she thoroughly enjoyed it. It was very interesting because, again, we were out very early in the morning at Hammersmith Underground Station. How
0: early in the morning? Tell us. Six o'clock.
1: <laughs> and it was freezing, but very, very good. And she came out with us, and uh, she was standing at one sec and the Hammersmith station has got several entrances and some, what we call here a Jobsworth came up, some inspector, he said, you can't stand here, can't stand here, not at all, private property. So she went back and forth, he said, I'm warning you, you stand here, I'll get the railway police. So he said, in fact, I'm reporting you to the area manager. So she came and told me, I said, well, let's stay here and see what happens. And this gentleman came up with a very thick South African accent. He said, good morning, she said, good morning. I left them, they seemed to be getting on And it turns out this gentleman, who was the area manager of the station, was a born-again Christian. Oh yes, he said, you can stand here and your friend out the front can stand there. Any problems, come and see me. So that was a blessing that we were able to stand where the crowds were coming, mm-hmm. otherwise we'd have been delegated, you know, uh, five minutes away and we'd have missed so many people. So it was good to have that and we felt blessed there. Yeah, we did London, uh, now where else did we go? We went up to Trafalgar Square, didn't we? Leicester Charing, Square. Uh, Charing Cross. Charing Cross, very, very good. Croydon. Yes, went down to Croydon, our old stamping ground. Greenwich. Uh, yeah, you crossed swords with someone there, didn't you? <laughs> a couple of people, I'm afraid to say. What, did he, what was the question you asked
0: him? Can you remember? What was the first word? What was the first word that the Lord uttered? And it began with an R and ended with a T. This is a religious gentleman, by the way. A pastor, if you please. Yeah. Uh, and. He didn't know. Did yes, he? it's my old nature, I'm afraid. And I crossed swords with this very sanctimonious oh, individual. Very, very. And I said to him, just out of interest, do you correct the people in Croydon do you call on people to repent in Croydon you spent 20 minutes uh, clashing with me but how about those good people in Croydon and of course he wasn't interested in that and he couldn't answer my question as Mm. to what the first word or one of the first words from the Gospel of Matthew and you gave him uh, a which clues, came out the mouth for the Lord and of course it was a pint
1: you gave him several clues we began with R then there's an yeah. E and he still couldn't get it but that was good and we also went down to Greenwich Yes. Uh, we went down the river and I know our sister from America was very pleased to see that because she was able to see the Tower of London as so we went down the Big Eye, House of Parliament Yeah. all the rest of those sites there very good time in Greenwich uh, went to the Naval Museum but we did some good, some good street work in Greenwich didn't we? we had some good conversations with a New Ager was it? And a
0: uh, couple of uh, New Agers stopped yes, to talk yes uh, I think you never know who you're going to meet. And this is the great thing about street work. You go out with the gospel and you expect the worst, but hope for the
1: best. (laughs) Yeah. You were based outside a church, weren't you, if I remember? The local parish church. They were having a concert that (laughs) evening, do you remember? It was an Anglican church. (laughs) And they said, could you go somewhere else?
0: (laughs) And this little weasel of a man came over to (laughs) us and he said, "Uh, I know the uh, reverence of this church. And he wouldn't be happy to know that you're outside his church. And I said to him, so are you a Christian? Oh, no, he said, I'm an atheist. And I <laughs> yeah. thought, isn't that just typical? An
1: atheist going Turning to up. an Anglican church. Apostate church. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> locking <laughs> horns with our little group. So that was good there. And uh, what else happened in London on that trip? I think we went somewhere else then, didn't we? Um,
0: well, we went to uh, Speaker's Corner, of course.
1: Twice. Speaker's Corner twice, found out that it's only on a Sunday. If you want to go to Speaker's Corner, only go on a Sunday, and only you'll find it open on a Sunday afternoon. Mm. Uh, So that was worth a visit. We did very well. They got the banner up, and our brother from Singapore was able to do a short preach, and uh, he held his own quite confrontational but the second time we'll come to the second time and then we decided to go back to london again didn't mm. we to, to finish off what we hadn't done the previous time and this time we stayed yeah. in euston near euston station yeah again close to the station to get there in the morning to catch the commuters going to work and coming back very good conversations um now what happened there of interest that we went second i think time? We just back just back up to june mm. and say that
0: as patrick said 6am every morning yep uh himself and a few others were outside the station. Too early for me, <laughs> and they would come back, maybe eight o'clock, nine o'clock. Have some breakfast, and yeah. of course, I would be preparing the uh, the morning message, which indeed, began yeah. at yep. ten a.m. Yep. In fact, I was thinking a few nights ago that from June and October, I was able to do twenty messages. Praise wow. the Lord. Wow. And after our morning study, we would have some food and then head off around lunchtime. Go off for about maybe four or five hours, come back, and then all of us will be outside the station Mm. getting the uh, returning commuters.
1: Yeah, and there's loads of them as well, and they did take tracks, and it was very, very good as well. But But very
0: much a ministry within a ministry, isn't it? ministry
1: within a ministry, street work, and so many people saying, you know, we haven't seen this before. I remember one young lady came up, she was a business lady, about half past seven in the morning. She read the tracks, and... She walked off and then she came back and she, what's all this about? Mm. So I said, you know, yeah, I explained, you know, that you have to be ready at any time. You have to repaint 150,000 direct, could be you, you know. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. We got very well and I said, well, look, I will be here tomorrow if you want to carry on the conversation. I had to get off to work. They start very early down in London. Uh, she did come back the next day, but I just got a quick nod. But she did keep the track, so I am hoping that did some good. We prayed for her as well at our morning service.
0: And uh, I was uh, almost arrested for standing outside uh, Houston train station. I think twice this year we've come into contact with the law. Yeah. And I was told I couldn't give out tracks yeah. outside uh, Houston station. And yet yep. you've got panhandlers, That's homeless right. people, yep. uh, going around.
1: Yeah, quite, quite, quite. Uh quite, uh, what's the word I want, Uh, quite uh, aggressive when they come up to you and you lose change and they give you a mouthful of abuse. They weren't moved on, were they? They weren't moved on at all. But we did three or four days, I must say, before the local railway police did come and say, you've got to move on, but we Mm. took our time moving on. And of course, to my amazement, walking towards an elderly gentleman with a fleece on, the Jesuit logo I couldn't believe it so of course had to have a quick word with him because I'm writing about the Jesuits Mm. I'll come to that in a minute though yes that was so that was interesting and uh speaker's corner we went back the next time a lot more of an atmosphere I felt this time 99% of militant Muslims there trying to trip you up trying to sort of pull you down very angry with uh, the the sisters who were standing there trying to give a presentation of what they believe and they didn't want to hear this at all you crossed a few swords didn't you
0: I think what I would say about Speaker's Corner, and we went twice this year, as I say, is the first time was somewhat of an experience, never been there before. And I think if you don't know what you're talking about, mm. or if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, or if you go there in the, in, in the flesh and not the spirit, you will fall flat on your face. Because it seems to me that what we experienced uh, twice this year would be Islamic apologetics, mm. which was a new one on me. Because most Muslims that I meet and speak to are either not interested in discussing what they believe, compared to what we believe, or they just give you a very flowery response like, you know, we believe in the same God. But this crowd at Speaker's Corner were very prepped, very well organised, and it was interesting to go twice, and of course our second visit, from October, we had our good brother from the Midlands join us, and I think even he found it somewhat of an experience. We did but, three hours there, didn't we? But like everything, mm-hmm. you know, we wouldn't have missed it for anything in the world. But yes, we did three hours. Yeah. I think <clears> from October, and around the same from June, we had to get back to see our friend off on the train. Yeah. Yeah. So it was good to go. Would we go again? Probably. Absolutely. Uh, Ooh, a lot of lost souls in London. And I think if we went back to Speaker's Corner again we'd have to preach wouldn't you think?
1: I think so yes and uh, I think there was a a couple of other people there giving out some Christian tracks and saying a few words, but it was predominantly Muslim based. And you thought that some of them had gone along to the local mosque, didn't you? And were being mm. prepared with the sort of questions that uh, to ask people like us who turn up there role playing, yeah, sort of role playing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, years ago, you had all sorts of different denominations there and political beliefs, but this time it's predominantly Muslim. I think
0: also the uh, ecumenical movement has probably killed a lot of. Uh, the need to preach the gospel because most churches, I'm ashamed to say work with Muslims and Jews and others to take care of people's physical needs. And of course we come from a very different perspective at our ministry to take care of people's spiritual needs. And yes, of course we take care of their physical needs but not at the expense of their spiritual needs.
1: But we gave out a lot of tracks. Uh, our dear brother from the Midlands came down. He brought 100 DVDs, if I'm right, it's and 200. Or t- right, and we laid them out there mm. and we gave them out. all uh, gave them and I think they all went in the end. So that was very good. A lot of tracks went out. Three hours of conversations, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I think possibly we touched a a few raw nerves there. I certainly hope so. We certainly gave them something to think about, because that's what it's all about. But yeah, I think we ought to try and get down there again.
0: And also just a quick uh, footnote, Etc. Radio has been a continual blessing. In fact, we just turned the three year mark as of October this year. People are hearing the broadcast all over the world. We sent a Bible to a gentleman in Limerick, Mm. Southern Ireland last week. And uh, we sent out uh, DVDs and tracks to other people. But like all uh, ministries, it can be a long-term ministry. And it's fair to say that you very much live by faith because the shortwave is what we call uh, poor man's radio. Poor man's radio. Most people that listen to the shortwave are poor and therefore we don't get a lot of response. But what we do get is very encouraging. So we pray that uh, 2017 will be an even greater year to cover uh, more of the world. For our lord jesus christ yeah,
1: and our sunday morning service um you tell us about how people can hear us on the sunday morning well every
0: service. sunday morning at 11am uk time so if you are on the east coast of america knock off five hours if you are on the west coast of america knock off eight hours if you are in europe add an hour to that if you are in israel add two hours to that so 11am every sunday morning we have a service and we are going to be expanding it from 2017 it runs to around an hour or just under and it normally consists of patrick opening with a reading from the old testament then i come along and uh look at some scripture i'm currently working through revelation at the moment and lord willing this coming sunday i should finish uh, revelation 13 so keep me in prayers please i uh, keep me in prayer i should say but uh, we're going to expand it lord willing from next year like i say add some more material to the service so if you want to tune in if you want to break bread with us in spirit of course you can do so via the website xcatholicsforchrist.com that's xcatholicsforchrist.com and if you click on the live sunday sermon link you can join us uh, join us
1: that's right. And I also thank everybody who does join us on Sunday mornings. I know we've all got different time zones and different continents. And some people get up very early. I know the dear sister in America gets up very early and uh, our friends in Spain. But other people I know in different parts of the world are tuning in and we appreciate the, the uh, letters that they send us. And, you know, and, and on YouTube as well, you know, with your talking, walking sermons. What's the idea of this walking sermon? I'll come back to in a moment. Okay. Also,
0: if you are in Australasia, mm. uh, add eight hours because right. our good friends in Singapore join us every Sunday night, their time, which is around 7pm. So we think it's a pretty decent time, all in all. It is very early for those in America and Canada. Uh, I do appreciate that. But uh, as I say, if you want to just be uh, aware of the time zones, that's uh, something to consider. Well, the Walking Talking Pulpit, as you mentioned, uh, came to me around uh, probably springtime this year. I know like yourself, when we're out and about, we mm. get a lot of good ideas mm, when you, that's right. and I wanted to put my thoughts down and discuss what comes to my mind as I'm pounding the streets. I'm a, a vivid walker and I like to get out as you know. And around August time, I was uh, returning from the open air pulpit and I thought I would uh, grab my phone and start talking. <laughs> and uh, I've been able to record 20 sermons, can you believe, over the last few months, running to around 12 hours in length. And people have enjoyed them. You had some very good comments, haven't you? Well, we got an email two days ago. A gentleman uh, was surfing YouTube, Mm. looking for stuff on the Trump election, and we'll get to that shortly. And he came across one of my Trump messages on the US election. I did about three, I think, from memory. And he listened to the message, and somewhere, in the message, I said, you must be born again. And that struck a chord. And this chap went from being unsaved to saved. Mm. And uh, he sent us a very gracious email explaining how he got saved, thanks to our walking, talking pulpit, which I know for some people is a great blessing and to others, maybe not so, but it just goes to show that walking the streets, sharing one's thoughts can get a person saved. And he's very uh, graciously allowed us to
1: uh, produce his email in next month's newsletter. Yeah, and you had something from a lady whose mother had been very ill, didn't she, as well? Do you remember that lady? She'd been uh, Her mother had been listening to uh, your sermons and it helped her very much. She'd been very ill. I think I think she died, didn't she? I think so, yes. Mm. We got so many emails. In fact, we I got know. an email uh, last week
0: from another party, not far from where we are, who got saved yes, as yes, a result yes. of the video. So... Where these videos go, where the uh, shortwave broadcasts go, where the walking, talking uh, messages go, and where the Sunday morning sermons go, we really don't know. But it continues to be a great blessing uh, for both of us to we'll uh, get the word of to God out.
1: Continue to keep doing it, yes. So what else? Uh, so what else should we be talking about? Well, we had the Brexit campaign here. Um, that's had a few hiccups before we got the result. Uh, we're now talking about Russian uh, intelligence hacking it and obviously the same thing's happening in America now. In fact, today, I think the electoral uh, Uh, what do you call, Electoral College are meeting now to endorse Trump for the presidency. Or not. Or not. Uh, One of the papers I was reading this morning seems to think that he will probably get through. But I think God stepped in at the last moment. It was very much going in the Democrats' way. Mm. Uh, Some godless people, there are wicked, wicked people in there. Like Brexit. Like Brexit as well. And uh, Mm. God stepped in there and this happened there. We don't endorse Trump, we don't endorse anybody. We know he's not a Christian, we know he's probably a very moral man, what we've read about what we've heard about him. But uh, I think possibly Christians will be a little bit safer under his presidency under let two evils. Yeah, lesser of two evils, very much so. But we are praying for him, praying for his family, for their safety. I mean, it was incredible when he won the election, the threats to rape his wife and burn the towns down and storm Trump Tower and uh, bomb it and everything now like that. Now, Christians have said that. Yeah, Christians said that. Can other you imagine the outcry? Out, yeah, but it shows what a bad loser the, the Democrats are because they've got a lot of wealth behind them, they got a lot of foreign money behind them. Mm. Absolutely scandalous.
0: And the contempt that was shown towards him and also those that voted to leave yes. the EU is very reminiscent to what we as Christians... Experience. We are lampooned, we are treated like buffoons, right. we are ridiculed for our beliefs, and we take it. And yet, when this crowd lost the Brexit vote, when uh, the Democrats lost the election, they took it to the streets and uh, behaved like savages.
1: The fascists. I oh, saw so they're fascists. Oh, and yet, yeah, as and say I say, that. if
0: we were to do that, yeah. you'd never hear the end of it. No, you
1: wouldn't. So that was two of the two of the big events of 2016: the Brexit vote and the Trump. Uh, Just
0: uh, returning to Trump very briefly, it's uh, somewhat of a concern to us that his Trump Tower yes. is 666 feet high, like six six six. Correct.
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, that's right. 660 foot high. And he is on the 66 six feet high. high, the building. And, and he, his family are on the 66th floor. Six, yeah, the 66th floor.
0: 600, so 666 six. feet high. It's a bit that's of a mouthful. Right, that's right. So 666 in the height. height. of okay. Trump Tower, Yeah. And he
1: lives on the 66th floor. And he lives on the 66th floor. And his his uh, apartment, his mansion, is covered with uh, It's covered with cu- with uh, murals from uh, Greek gods and Egypt and uh, Egyptian mythology, Isis, and you've got all the Greek gods, Bacchus, and all of those sort of people. Very unsuitable. Uh, naked mm. nymphs are painted on the ceilings, and gold, of course, painted in gold leaf and so forth. But the man doesn't profess to be a Christian. Um, I think someone said he got saved, can you believe? Somebody uh, said that uh, he was prayed over. Well, Make that a, what you will. We've heard all this before with you know, from another well-known preacher <laughs> who's getting on in years now that Henry Kissinger was saved. Do you remember that? Bill Clinton was saved. And mm. who else did he mention was saved? Um, Some somewhat dubious people. Some somewhat dubious people. Oh, they are born again. They came to my rallies and uh, said the uh, sinner's prayer, and they were saved, yeah. Clinton, Kissinger, and somebody else. I can't remember.
0: And is it fair to say he's got some Jesuits on his... He has. Transition team or who are going to be part of the next
1: cabinet? He did go to Fordham University, which is Jesuit controlled, like Georgetown, like so many universities in America and throughout the world. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, He has taken on some people into his cabinet who have been to Jesuit universities, which is concerned. Not all of them, not all of them, but uh, some of the key people. Is it fair to say he's
0: sympathetic to the Catholic Church?
1: I would think he probably would be, yes. I mean, he's from New York, it's predominantly Catholic, uh, he's, you know, he's from New York, he knows the uh, the Archdiocese of New York, he's probably done a lot of work with them. Yeah, I'd say he probably would be pro-Catholic.
0: So, pray for those in authority. Absolutely, uh, we must do. But never go beyond that, because if you do, you can get into all sorts of problems. So, you've had a busy year with articles and research.
1: Yeah, um... About six months ago, I said to you, we were having coffee one afternoon, I said, I think I'm going to start researching the Jesuits. Uh, Everybody's heard them, everybody knows about them. I grew up knowing about them. I actually met one when I was about 15 uh, in the town I lived in. Never sure what a Jesuit was doing there because there were no Jesuit churches there. But I thought I'd start researching the Jesuits for an article for our monthly newsletter. Six months later, I'm on the last one at the moment, Uh, far too much to tell you what I discovered about the Jesuits. They are known as the Church's shock troops, Uh, the Black Pope, we've all heard of the Black Pope. What makes it interesting to me is now we now have a, uh, a Jesuit Pope, Pope Francis, who is a Jesuit, from Argentina, and a few weeks ago, we had a new gentleman who was voted in the superior general of the Jesuits, named gentleman named Arturo Sosa, Mr. Sosa, and he's from South America, from Venezuela. So you've got the Jesuits getting together here to control so much. What I've read about them, people who worked in various intelligence agencies around the world, say they have a very um, professional organization of intelligence gathering throughout the world. This is a church, by the way, and they will use it to get their way and uh, so I started researching the Jesuits, started at the beginning of 1540, when Ignatius Loyola set the Jesuits up. To my interest, I found that he came to England uh, for a brief few days, and Queen Elizabeth was on the throne then. Very shaky time for the British Empire then. The queen was on the throne. The Spanish had threatened to come with the Spanish Armada to reinforce Catholicism back to England. Didn't happen. The ships were wrecked in the English Channel. God stepped in there. Assassins were coming over to assassinate the queen and her uh, Parliament, and Guy Fawkes as well. Don't Mm. forget that the blowing up of Parliament, and also in that and it was some of the future translators of the King James Bible didn't happen. So that was that then. Uh, I s- looked at some of the Jesuit generals, some of the um, controversial ones. I started at the beginning of the uh, uh, last century with a gentleman by the name Count Halke Leduchowski. That's a wonderful <laughs> name for you. Now this was a very important Jesuit because he came in 1914 a few weeks after the Pope at that time had died and he was there till 1941 and I found this amazing as a as a a person who's interested in 20th century history he was there during the Russian Revolution the murder of the Tsar he was there when Lenin arrived Uh, he was involved with that he was there for the arrival of Hitler in Munich in the, the 20s and as we know the Pope, Pope Pastor XII, was uh, the, the nuncio there. And Sister Pasqualina, who was his faithful housekeeper over 30 years, in her memoirs, which are long out of print now, she does tell a very interesting story. In 1920, when uh, Archbishop Parcelli was the nuncio in Munich, he was there for 17 years, had a knock on the door, and, and she answered and she said there was a very... <laughs> bedraggled young man there with long hair and a a threadbare coat and he said could I see the Archbishop she said well it's a bit late she went to see and Pacelli came downstairs in his dressing gown and she took him into the study and she could hear them talking the young man was speaking very earnestly to Pacelli he said I need your help blah 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 and he said I've been sent by such and such and she said a few weeks later he came and Archbishop Pacelli gave him a suitcase a very heavy suitcase said, I think some money was in that we never saw him again 1933 Hitler gets in voted in democratically in Germany she's watching the news she says that's the young man who came to see us Mm -hmm. he's the one that uh, Archbishop Attali gave the money to so already the Nazis were interested in the rise of the uh, sorry Nazis the Jesuits were interested then in the rise of the Nazis and of course Mein Kampf, of course, written by Hitler. who was in Lansdorf prison, dictated a Hess, taken away there by one of the Jesuits in the circle, of his inner circle, a Jesuit by the name of Stempfel, mm. who took it back, edited it, and took it to the publishers and probably sent a copy to Rome. So Hitler was a Catholic. Hitler was a Catholic, yeah. Himmler was a Catholic. Himmler was a Catholic. Um, Who else was a Catholic? Uh, Goebbels was a Catholic. Goebbels had been educated by the Jesuits. Mm. Very, very clever man. Dr. Goebbels, I should say. Uh, Jesuits had high hopes that he would become a Jesuit, because he didn't. Didn't Hitler want to become a priest? Hitler wanted to become a priest. I think uh, Goebbels played with the idea. I don't think Himmler wanted to be a priest. He turned against them. What I did find out, that Himmler's uncle was a Jesuit superior Mm. in Germany who knew Himmler and went to Welsberg Castle which was the sort of Nazis uh, their lured, you could say, something like that. So I just followed all of that. I've just finished looking at Pedro Arupe, who very kindly gave the world liberation theology. He brought this in liberation, which is thoroughly Marxist. And Teilhard de Chardin, who very kindly gave the world uh, the search for Homo erectus, the... Uh, uh, the, the, the what do they call it, the uh, the lost missing link, link, the missing link and so forth. So it's been a long six months but I just want to tie this up because I was reading a report just recently which this Pope is saying that we've looked at, he said, these are his words and we do believe the Big Bang Theory existed mm. and we're a bit dubious about um, mm. Uh, Genesis, Genesis uh, the creation, original sin. Huh. Well, Till Hard de Chardin was against this back in the 20s. His order didn't like this idea that he was going, they weren't all that way then. And he was sent off to China for about uh, 15 to 20 years. And now this Pope is saying we do accept the Big Bang. And the Big Bang theory was invented by a Jesuit priest from Belgium.
0: Just uh, to speak very briefly about uh, Lincoln and the Jesuits. Lincoln and the Jesuits. And Amiga yes. Point.
1: Yeah, I'll just finish up, because you have to read the articles, there's so much there. There's been
0: six parts, and this month will will be the final part.
1: The final part, this is the final part. Lincoln of course became the president who was assassinated but before he became president he was a lawyer in uh, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois and there was a Jesuit priest there who had left the order because of the corruptions going on called Charles Chinakey, I think I pronounced his name hopefully, and he was being vilified by the the Catholic Church there for what he was saying he was doing and they were threatening to do all sorts of him to prison so he went to meet this young lawyer who was just starting up there which was Lincoln and Lincoln said I'll take your case on and he did and they went to court and Lincoln very successfully uh took on the archdiocese of of Chicago where Chinook was based and because of his uh passionate plea for this priesthood Praise the Lord, had left the Catholic Church and left the Jesuits as well. He won the case. I don't think the Catholic Church ever forgave him for this because he called a couple of the bishops in. He made them look very small on the witness stand. And I don't think they ever forgave um, Lincoln for this. And, of course, later on we had the assassination of Lincoln. And who was it? John Wilkes Booth, uh, who was a Catholic, who jumped on the stage and then shot uh, Lincoln dead and Mm. so forth. So I think it was payback time. And I think something like that payback time happened in Japan. When the Jesuits were expelled, expelled from over a hundred countries, as Mm -hmm. you know, for political reasons, not religious reasons, political reasons, and I think they're expelled from Japan. They had high hopes of winning over Japan, and I think possibly the bomb, Hiroshima bomb, 1945, was tied as a sort of payback time. So Chiniquy was a Catholic priest. Chinook he fell, Catholic he priest. fell foul
0: of the Catholic Church. He Lincoln did. was his lawyer yes. who defended him, he, got him off. That's right. Chinnakee went on to
1: become a Protestant leader that's right. in uh, Canada, I think. Yeah, I think so, yes. But didn't he warn Lincoln that the Jesuits d- were out to he get said, him? Yeah, he did. Uh, after the case, uh, Lincoln went out to shake his hand and he found Chiniquy weeping in, mm. in, in, in one of the restrooms. He said, why? He said, you've made such ter- awful enemies here. They'll come after you. I know what they're like. He said, they can wait for... Dozens and dozens of years, but they will come after you. And uh, he, he was so right. And, Of course, Lincoln was assassinated. How about Titanic? Titanic was another one. Now that's an interesting one. The Titanic. <coughs> the uh, the Federal Reserve Bank was uh, was a blueprint. Had the Federal Reserve Bank, which the Jesuits were involved in that through the the money markets and through the banks and so forth. Three of the leading uh, New York financiers—I can't remember the names at the moment—were <coughs> actually on the ship. On its maiden voyage. But well, what makes it interesting was the ship left Southampton, I believe it went to uh, France, didn't it? To Derville. Um, Not via Belfast. Uh, no, it went later there. But a Jesuit priest got on board mm-hmm. with a very <laughs> upmarket market camera and went round, the guest of the captain, take photographs mm-hmm. and everything about the ship. Gets over to Belfast, uh, or no, I think Cork, I think got to Cork, might be wrong, and he gets off the ship. Now, he wanted to stay, and we now know from a telegram, which was founded a couple of years ago, he wrote to, he sent a telegram to a superior saying, one of the guests has asked me to stay on and come to New York, mm. can I say And the superior wrote back four words, get off that ship now. And he did, and he got off the ship, and, of course, the ship went down. Taking the three financiers who were opposed to the Federal Reserve uh, Bank, as they saw it, was giving too much power to possibly the Jesuits. And, of course, later on, the Federal Reserve Bank was born through mm. Jekyll Island. So we can say the Jesuits were behind the sinking I think they're behind the, the Titanic. sinking. Absolutely. It went their way. They're absolutely ruthless. They're absolutely dangerous, dangerous men. And I do mm. put in our article, you know, I pray for guidance for our family and, and mm. you and I on all of this because these people are absolutely dangerous. And, you know, look what happened to Kennedy and uh, so many other people as nine well. 11. And nine eleven. 11 Kennedy talking about getting rid of the CIA and the CIA then was run and he, by... And he was a Catholic. And he was a Catholic, yeah, but he had <laughs> he had cr- cross swords with them. He had Spellman and all those people. Uh, Dallas, yeah. uh, who wasn't a Catholic, but... Uh, the JP1. John Paul I, he took on, you're gonna take the banks on, wasn't Dangerous he? Dangerous people. Gonna kick these people out. Dangerous people. And only last week I heard Trump say, when he gets in, he's gonna clear out clean out the sewers of the CIA. Wow. Look out, Donald. <laughs> Look out, Donald. Take these people on. But there we are, we're all in God's hands. Meagre a point. Omega a point. Now this is the idea that Tilhard de Chardin was talking about back in the twenties, and of course he went to Rome to discuss. In his mind, we have evolved. He, he was very much a you uh, and Huxley and that sort of thing. Didn't believe in the, in the New Testament, uh, in the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve, the fall, uh, original sin, didn't believe in that. But of course, Jesuits have to write everything down and they have to t- clear it with their superior in Rome. They get what's called the imprimatur. And they look, they said, no, 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 we can't have this. It was probably before his time. They'd go for it now, but they didn't go for it then. But he came up with this idea that as we're all evolving, every generation evolves, uh, Jesus is evolving, God is evolving, we will all meet one day at Omega Point. Now, Omega Point seems to be a planet in the far away galaxy somewhere. Like the Mormon you? planet. Like the Mor yeah, like the Mormon planet. Could well be tied in the Mormon which will come back and we will all go back to amiga point Like Scientology. Like Scientology, Ron Hubbard, the Mormons, all of this thing what a do they call what do mash. they call their their planet, the Mormons, um, what's it called? Maybe it's the same planet. So this Pope now is talking about uh, this very much going to happen. He's talking about baptising aliens. Wow! In fact, didn't the Scientologists buy a Catholic building? The Scientologists border a, yes, a Jesuit training part. I think in. Montana, It's a my art, I can't remember. Mm. And they kept on the, the, the educational system that they were using. Mm. Hubbard was very interested in the Jesuits. And so was Himmler. Yes, he was. Very interested in the Jesuits. So he Weren't based the SS based on the, the Jesuits? The SS were based on that. Their dagger, they, the dagger they had, their code of honour. I mean, the Jesuits, they do three, four vows. Poverty, chastity, obedience. And they do the vow of uh, secrecy as well, pulling over the shirt. Which is what the Freemasons do. Which is what the Freemasons do. And, uh, and don't the
0: Jesuits control all these secret societies? The
1: Jesuits are above all of this. Don't they, they control them all? They've been Around or the Catholic Church been around a long time. And mm. the Jesuits have been around since what 1540. so they've been able to get into all of this and you no know, yeah
0: what other church so-called would infiltrate other churches? What other church would seek to contaminate the one true Bible, mm. being the King James, and what other church so-called would kill people? I mean, the Dominicans are pretty ruthless. Well,
1: the Dominicans did the uh, in- Inquisition, as you know. But the know. Jesuits
0: are more subtle. They come from an academic yes, that's right. point
1: of view. That's right. Yes, they do. But they will use that. I mean. Is it th- fair to say
0: they are like the ISIS? Is it fair to say that Je- like the ISIS, Jesuits are yes. the equivalent to Islamic
1: State? They are like the. Is- yeah, that's right. The, so they're
0: Catholic terrorists, the Catholic in essence.
1: Catholic terrorists, and they will go after any organization. And why don't
0: we hear about this in the press? Why don't you the know, media yeah. talk about this?
1: The media really is controlled by the, the barons who are very much controlled by the one world order, the globalists and we're seeing it now, we're seeing these globalists putting so much money into the Democrat Party, we're seeing the Chinese involved there, and you can bet they're the Vatican's there somewhere. Very ruthless, they've had years to do, and they've got billions of pounds as well to do it.
0: So we'll just wrap this up, what is the title of uh, the, well, the sixth and final the article? The sixth
1: and final article is the Highlighting the Life of Pedro Rupe, who was in Hiroshima when the bomb dropped. Amazingly, his house was spared. If you look at the photographs, mm. everything's flattened. No craters, by the way, but when they b- did the bomb in Nevada, uh, the Manhattan Project, big craters, no craters here. Was it a flash bomb? possibly. Uh, he survived that. Uh, he was arrested for a spy. Not quite sure what all that was about. He was held in prison. Came back and brought in all this liberation theology. Uh, they also brought a lot of Buddhist ideas. When I was a young man, you went to church, used to genuflect. You remember that yes, now. Yep. We seem to do all this business now. This is coming, And this is all Hinduism, New World.
0: Is it fair to say that the Catholic church that you were raised in, and that oh, I gone. was raised in... That's gone. That's gone, yeah. That's gone. So what have we got now? We've got that's a Darwinist, a Darwinist, a Darwinist Marxist, Age, New Marxist. Age, Marxist...
1: Jesuits. Marxist church now. That's What a mess. You've got a, a, a Pope now who doesn't seem to be concerned about moral issues as we were in our day... Abortion, contraception, marriage, and so forth, but concerned more about fracking and uh, global warming. Let's make this a better place. Didn't Jesus say, "The poor are with you always"? Mm. He thinks I can. Uh, we can do something about this. Well, he hasn't done much. He's been how long has he been there? Six years or something like that. No, I think a couple of years. Well, he hasn't done much at the moment. You know, they've taken some families and some refugee families. Very little happening there at all. So mm. probably he's controlled by. Uh, but he's a Jesuit as well. So does the Black Pope take orders from the White Pope? It's an amazing time for both of these men. They went a long time to get their man in. They nearly got him in 08 when Ratzinger came in. And the head of the UN is a Jesuit. The head of the UN. Trained individual. The or head, the next head the of the head, UN. The, yeah, Portuguese
0: the, chap. The,
1: yeah, the, yeah, the 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 new head of the UN who's coming in. Yeah, yeah, a Jesuit trained, failed socialist. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that's right. Look all out failed in. politicians. All failed politicians. In Europe, they're all failed politicians. And a few more of them as well. So we've got a
0: Jesuit Pope. Jesuit... Black Pope, of course, yeah. a Jesuit head of the United Nations and a couple of Jesuit trained men on the Trump
1: Yeah, the Homeland Security uh, guy, if I remember Cabinet. correctly, the Homeland Security guy and uh, the other guy, the Army uh, Defence, have been to uh, Jesuit College as well. Yeah. Mm.
0: Well, I think you've uh, had quite a crash course. <laughs> uh, like I said, this would be uh, video number nine, uh, looking at uh, our end of year uh, outlook outreach
1: work? I think so yeah um, and we look forward to next year and we want to thank everybody we've got such very nice emails from so many people who stand with us and try to help us in different ways uh, believe in what we're doing we appreciate all of them and some are come and some are gone but we do appreciate all the ones who stayed with us through the course over the last four years certainly with the radio certainly the radio is going out what fourth year now this, uh,
0: t- uh, October next year will be year number four so, so we've, we've just gone through our third anniversary
1: all, October yeah, the first, and uh, all the you know the, the generous people who said we'll help you with the radio, we'll stand with you in radio. You know who I'm talking about, and thank you for that as well. But that's about all I think really to talk about. Please read the article on the Jesuits. Far more in there that I, I cannot remember. Mm. But it was a six months of research. I've given a book list at the end of your interest. And there's over 30 books there mm. <laughs> that I've used, and I've also found a lot of my own books which are no longer in print at the moment. So, yes, the Jesuits. I'm afraid that they're probably this is the most important time they've ever. had had mm-hmm. in controlling the way they want the world to go but the lord's coming back they've rejected the lord and they've blasphemed against the lord mm-hmm. and this pope is the worst of them all and all these good works that they'll do will not save you at all these men are dangerous terrorists but and have yet that guy you them. spoke
0: to at Houston was was uh, somewhat evasive,
1: wasn't he? He was very evasive. This Pope. I, I talked to him about Teilhard de Chardin. Oh, Teilhard and Pedro. I mean, these are heroes to these guys. And he's, he, mm. did, but he didn't ask me why I was researching mm. and writing them. I got on to some of the other things about the Fourth Vow. They're very cagey about this. Like the Just remind what the Fourth Vow is. The Fourth Vow, fourth vow is, is, is? The, uh, if you divulge any of their secrets or divulge any of their future plans, you'll be sort of taken out. You know, and, and like the mas- like the, uh, the the Freemasons, yeah. for example, you'll be taken out. Like Calvi is found mm. on a bridge. Do you remember well, Roberto Calvi? Roberto Calvi, who was very much involved with in the, London. In London, we've been there to the Westminster Bridge, Backfires uh, bridge. bridge in the City of London, which is a law unto itself. They have their own police. They have their own lodge. Mm. Uh, didn't you tell me when the Queen has to go there, she has to sort of uh, pay respects to the prime, the the Lord, um, the Lord Mayor of there. Somewhere? When she goes
0: to the Jesuits, uh, Stoneyhurst, uh, yes. is it in Preston? Preston, yep, yep. She yep. has to go down on her knees. Now that hasn't been substantiated. <laughs> But, of course, the uh, royal family are very much into witchcraft, which will be another future uh, project to look well, at. the, the Which ties in with uh,
1: Freemasonry, which ties in with the Catholic Church. Well, a recent picture I sent you of them all there uh, for the Knight of the Garter. Do you remember that picture I sent you the Knight of the Garter? They're wearing the uh, Knight of Malta badge, and the mm. Knights of Malta are a spin-off from the Jesuits.
0: Trousers, trousers rolled up,
1: up. Trousers rolled up. Uh, uh, the Duke of Edinburgh was wearing it. Uh, Prince uh, Charles was wearing it. I think the Queen's an honorary member of the Knights of Malta. Well, she's, head of the, she's head of
0: the Freemasons. There we are. She's think. a grand uh, patroness, I seem to recall.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, she owns half the half the, bank, the private banks in London. She certainly did a few years ago. The one that crashed. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say who they are. I won't give the publicity, but she's very much involved in that. So watch out for the Jews. But you have to pray for these people. This is the whole thing about it. Yeah, you are commanded to. You <laughs> are commanded to pray for these people. But we watch with the interest today what will happen with uh, the Trump presidency. Uh, the law will will decide at the end of the day who's there every government they say gets every country gets the government Mm. they deserve I'm not sure that's particularly true because we've had some pretty awful governments here but they've all been paid back one way or another
0: and of course Brexit for 2017 is still somewhat uncertain and it shows the power of the left that they can challenge Brexit in the courts and uh, they can challenge the win for Trump but uh as patrick just says, you know you have to pray for those in authority ultimately the lord is in control yeah, he, he sets up governments and he brings down governments it's our job as christians to pray for those in authority but
1: we've been doing this what now 12 15 years is it street work talking out we haven't been assaulted we've come near it a couple of times uh we've had the um, you were poked in the chest i remember a few years ago with an mm. awful alcoholic breath game and i've had it as well but Praise the Lord. We're still standing here. We're still able to get the message out, give the tracks out and do what we set out to do all those years ago. We give the Lord thanks for that. Amen. Amen, So I
0: think this will be our final video for 2016. The year has flown by and uh, keep us in prayer, please, for 2017. A lot of plans uh, for next year, but it's always good to take some time out of our week to uh, put our thoughts down on camera for the end of year report. And like I say, this is the ninth year of doing end of year videos.
1: But uh, hopefully the Lord will come next year in the rapture, which we th- wait Amen. for. We wait for it with eagerness. We are ready when the Lord comes back. Uh, washed uh, in the blood. Washed in the blood. And we will rise mm. you all out there. Get born again. You cannot, you know, don't put it off. Keep putting it off. The Lord's coming back. That's right. People are dying every day. Tragically yep. on plane crashes. People having heart attack, embolisms. Get born again now. That's our simple message to you. And you can't do it for any religion. That won't save you at all. Okay.
0: Well, thanks as always for joining us. Keep us in prayers as we will for you. And uh, look out for Patrick's final article on the Jesuits, which, Lord willing, will be going online uh, this month. And if you want to get our newsletter, please send us your email address, and uh, we will happily
1: add you to our mailing list. I think that's about all. And if you've got some information on the Jesuits from your hometown or your state, please let me know. We're interested to hear something. You know, not everything goes in the books. But anyway, Maranatha from us both here. A safe Christmas if you're travelling to see your family and friends. Safe trip on the roads and uh, blessings for 2017, Maranatha. Amen. Amen.